Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, my name is John Paul Kermy. I am a breathwork teacher. I'm really excited to be doing this new podcast with my good friend Feldy called Hang Up. That's right, I'm John Feldman. I'm in a band called Goldfinger. John Paul taught me breathwork, it changed my life. We're talking about solutions to problems today. Listen to Hang Ups on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Zach Selwyn. You may remember me as a host from ESPN, Attack of the Show, or even Immortalized, that competitive taxidermy show on AMC. We lasted one episode. Anyway, three times a week, I'm bringing you the realest fake news of the day. It's the Saturday Night Live News Desk, but in an audible format. Listen to the Audio Up News Network on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, welcome to Lip Service. I'm Scott Lips, and uh, this show is also available, as you know, if you're listening to this now as a podcast on Spotify, on Apple Music, on all forms of entertainment. We really appreciate you subscribing, rating the show, telling your friends about it, and tuning in. It's very, very thankful that you guys tune in. Um, today on the show, we have Cody Shane. She's been featured in Rolling Stone, Vogue, Fader, Paper Magazine, Billboard Magazine multiple times, and she's the next one to watch, according to Refinery29, named one of the best up-and-coming musicians and female artists to watch. Uh, Cody Shane's 19. She's from Atlanta. And please don't forget her name. She's an artist that you will be hearing a lot of coming up. So uh, getting really excited, and just in a moment, we're going to welcome Cody Shane to Lip Service on Dash Radio. Hey, howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Cody Shane in the house. Cody, we gave you a great intro. Yes, um, I actually found out about you because Refinery29 named you one of the best up-and-coming musicians to watch. And so that's how I discovered you. But you've done so much at such a young age. It's amazing. You were sort of born into this whole musical family. And sure. I want you to walk me into the fact that, you know, you were, you started doing music at like 14, I believe, right? I was around like, yeah, 14 or 15, probably 14 when I first started even thinking about doing music. But... 15 when I wrote my first, like, rap, I guess. And how do you know when you're 14, you have your whole life ahead of you? I mean, I didn't even really figure out what I was doing in my life until I was 28. You're 14, you're listening to music, I guess, at, what, 10, 11 years old? How do you know at 14 what you want to do with your life? I mean, I feel like I always knew I wanted to be in entertainment somehow. I always wanted to entertain in general, be on the stage. So I feel like I always knew that. I just didn't know whether I wanted to do movies or um, play basketball or by the way, you could still do all that stuff. All that, right? all of that. So, you, so you're 14 years old. When you're 10, are you listening to all the people that you sort of really were inspired by? I mean, were you 
how did, how did it start? Take me through your journey, how you sort of started this whole business, besides being born into a musical family, yeah. right? Because we'll talk about, you know, your mom is your manager, and a lot of your family is coming from the entertainment industry. And maybe did you feel sort of like a pressure to get into the business because you come from such a musical family? I never felt any real pressure to, like, uh, get into music. I really always just felt like it was more so destined for me. I never felt like, oh, I got to do it or... They just, I'm just doing it just because everybody else, you know what I'm saying? I was really, you were into it. what I wanted to do. Yeah, I was into it. Who were you listening to at 8 or 10 or 11? I only say that because you started rapping when you were 14. So yeah. obviously you were listening to music at a very young age that inspired you to do this. I think when I was young, I listened to a lot of different type of music. I really loved like Ashanti and um, R&B, like 90s and 2000s R&B. And I think when I turned like, like around that age, 14 or 15, that's when I started really getting getting inspired by music so like um frank ocean and when i discovered the weekend i was like mind blown and Lil wayne was like a big part of like me when i was young and, and then the you end up working with some of these people later on in life right yeah, so it's crazy so you you were raised in chicago right and now you Super. live in atlanta but tell me about how you started so where did where were you born i was born in atlanta born in atlanta okay. i left atlanta at like probably three years cool and, and went to chicago and came back when i was like 14 13, 14, yeah. And what, tell me about the music scene in Chicago versus Atlanta. I mean, I feel like when I was living in Chicago, I didn't necessarily experience the real music scene of Chicago. I don't think I got to experience that until I was older. You know what I'm saying? I think I, I think it's when I moved back to Atlanta, music started to play a bigger part of my life. And you have, you have like seven sisters, right? Yeah. My That's mom a, has a five family. children. Um, I have three sisters. And then my dad... Like four or five. Wow, you have a four. huge family. That's crazy. And is everyone in your family into music? Because your mom's your manager. Your sister Brandy was in the band Black in the two thousands, right? Grew yeah. up enough for TLC and NSYNC and stuff like that. Your father was a member of the vocal group Rick Ran and Dan. Super. And then your aunt is an R and B singer, Cheryl. So I've never heard about a musical. There's so much musicality yeah. going on in your family. So there must have been a bit of a pressure to sort of. You know, hey, listen, everyone in my family is doing music. I got to be. I mean, obviously you were into it. I mean, maybe when I started doing it, I could feel like a little bit of pressure. Like maybe I feel like I have certain things to look up to because everything that I feel like I've set out to do, my sister has pretty much already done. So yeah. I definitely feel like it's a little bit of Well, it was. I don't feel it now because I'm older and I've accomplished a lot. You know what I'm saying? I'm more um, confident in what I'm doing. But back then, I definitely feel like it was maybe a little pressure, like, all right, I got to. So it was really your big sister that you, you kind of watched her path and you're like, listen, this is what I want to do, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, and not even it was like I, at one point when I was younger, when I was young, I did a talent show. I think I was in like first grade or maybe even kindergarten. What did you do in that talent show? I sung in like. Were you I good? performed, yeah, I was awesome. I performed <laughs> one of my sister's songs. I performed an original song. Oh, amazing. Fire. An original. I all week. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that was a time when I really was like, I want to be, I want to be just like my sister. But I lost. They cheated me out the whole thing, and so it really like I would say hurt me. Now like, they're like, she should have won, right? Okay. <laughs> but I would say it kind of hurt me. So I, I kind of didn't felt like I didn't really want to do music, and I was young, but I was like, I'm not. So your first talent show, you lost, right? Yes, but that you, was me living in Atlanta. I lost. Do you remember that song you sang, the original? It was called Happy. Happy. It was by my sister. It okay. Was one of her original songs. Cool. And I performed it. Yep. I and lost those, those three boys that... singing Usher. 
<laughs> that's right. pretty funny. That's crazy, right? <laughs> it's funny how those things happen, right? I think the first time I played music was in a talent show too. I played like the Beatles, but yeah. it's funny how those memories stay with you, and you, mm -hmm. that's the first thing that you did. And now people that were like, she should have won, right? Because look, right. look how far you come. Yeah, those those kids that were singing Usher, they're probably not in music anymore, right? It's crazy. So you grow up around this musical family, seven sisters. Your sister's doing really well in music. And then all of a sudden you're like, I, I think that at 13, 14 years old, you start rapping, you start singing. And you. how do you decide at that point, I think this is what I want to do for a living? Because at that point, as I said, like there's some people that are 30 that haven't figured out what they want to do for a living. When I, when I first started making music, it was definitely more um, fun for me. Like this is just fun and I'm just young and this is you know what i'm saying I'm did you have a producer or were you just sort I mean, of yeah, doing I've, been, it I've been working with maddie p since i was like 14 so he, really he produced the first beat i ever even like wrote anything on that i actually ever wrote like a rap to and we recorded it and everything so um so how do you because i think people's you know journeys and how they start and how they end up because you're still 19 right so i'm 20 now. 20 now okay yeah. but you haven't been doing this for many years right, right? so <laughs> So even the fact that you got a record deal at probably, what was it, 17 you got your 16. record deal? 16, yeah. right? It's kind of unheard of, right, for people to get a record deal with like Epic Records at 16 years old, start and know what they want to do at 14, meet a big producer and start making beats and songs at 14, right? So it's kind of walk us through a little bit that journey because even to get your record deal at 16, 17, I want to know how that happened because that's so unheard of these days, right? I, I mean, feel like it's happening younger people. Yeah, younger people, it's starting it's to happening happen, right? More now, it but, is um, happening a little bit more I now. definitely... But. I mean, like getting like getting a record deal. People think when you get a record deal, oh, my life's gonna change and everything's just the beginning. It's like not even you know what I mean. Like a part of your life changed yeah. in a way, but not the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? It's not as dramatic and and cinematic as everybody makes it. You know what I'm saying? So. And I don't know, people don't know sometimes, back in the day, you used to get a record deal and people, bands especially, used to take out these large advances and spend $300,000 on a music video. Yeah. And it was just like a loan, right? Mm -hmm. So people didn't you gotta know. You got to pay it all back. You got to pay it back, right? Yeah. You have tour support, you have marketing. And at the end of the day, people are like, well, I got a record deal and it's a half a million dollars. Mm -hmm. It's not like you pocket that money right away. You got to sell records, right? Or now it's streaming. But so, but even that, right? Like, talk us from 14 to 16 to 17. Yeah, I mean, How did I you worked, end up getting your record deal? I got my record deal when I was 16. It kind of came through a relationship my mom had with somebody named Chubby that worked at the, that worked at Epic. And, um, I mean, he got me in front of L.A. Reed and me and L.A. Reed kind of made a connection. And L.A. Reed signed me. But I've worked um, harder than I ever have um, and been in, like, yeah, I've worked harder than I ever have after I got my deal. You know what That's I'm saying? That's just the beginning. So it wasn't Only the beginning. Like, yeah, it wasn't like I got my deal now I could chill. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It wasn't like that. Just to start. So you start working with Maddie and you're 14, you're 15, you start dropping songs. Are you on SoundCloud? Is that how you yeah, started? Yeah, that's what I was originally dropping music on, dropping on SoundCloud and dropping on YouTube. Cool. And then yeah. th is there like a buzz that starts on SoundCloud at that point with I you? I mean, yeah, like, okay, we dropped a few songs. Then I dropped my first like tape. It was called 2060 and we got like a million plays on the tape in a week. Wow, so that, that was, was after that was Happy. That Happy was the first, the beginning, no, right? Yeah, that was like when I was young. <laughs> right, like, right. I was in kindergarten. Yeah. So we dropped like my first actual official tape and it got a million plays in a week and that was big. But how do you think that even happens because you were relatively unknown? We right? was just going crazy in the city. We was, we was, we made Atlanta. We, we, we made, Atlanta's our city. We was going crazy in but the But you city. weren't doing gigs. I mean, you're yes, not 15. Yes, I was. You I were did, at 15? I did like, you had like I had a fake ID? No, like Maddie, Maddie P, he knew you know what I'm saying? He knew everybody. He know everybody. So it's it's to the point where now they know me and I could get in by myself. You know what I mean? But I did like 
We won't tell them because technically you're not like, supposed to be in nightclubs at 15. But. Hey, man, I did like, <laughs> I wasn't partying, I was performing. But yeah, I did yeah. like 30, 30, 40 shows in 2016. Wow, amazing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I wasn't even like, it had to be more than that. But it's this one club we used to go crazy in called Department Store. Um, Maddie P knew the owner. I know the owner, Jay Wise. So we used to throw these crazy, he used to throw these parties like every weekend. So I performed at like, 40 of them, like 40, like 40 shows. It's not that every 15-year-old that drops a mixtape has a million listens on SoundCloud right away, right? So there must have been something. In a week. In a week, right? So there must have been something that was like buzzing about you as an artist in Atlanta. People were talking about yeah, you. Yeah, and I had Yachty on the tape. That was the, um, so that's, so t- talk about that, Yachty right? On, yeah. that, that, so that, that's a whole, because you've been working with Yachty now for a while, right? Yeah, so how did that, how'd you meet him? How did it start? Um, I met Yachty the first time I masquerade. Coach K was just started managing him and introduced me to him. And then Maddie and Coach K linked up and was like, yo, we got to get Cody and Yachty in the studio. And then me and Yachty linked up and it was just like a, um, you know. It was like a synergy. It was like we, we, we could really actually be friends outside of just doing a record together. You know and I'm for saying? those of you who don't know, Coach K manages Cardi B and Migos yeah, and things like that. And so, and he's doing uh, really great stuff. So, so you meet Coach K, you meet your, your yeah, producer. Yeah, I heard I knew Coach K though. I knew Coach K since I was like 14. Wow. I knew Coach K for a minute. Um, so you think it, do you, that's why when I seen Yachty and Coach K see me, he was like, "You got to meet Yachty." Cause I already knew Coach. Do you think it's typical now for like Generation Z when when people are starting out and getting a buzz at fourteen to know that many people and that many connections? Because I think it's sort of atypical, right? You knew a lot of pretty important people at fourteen. Like it's not that yeah, typical. It's right? not that typical <laughs> right? at all. So I definitely. Um, I got a friend of mine's son who's fourteen who's writing songs now with like the Kanyes of the world and people like that. Maddox, yeah, it's crazy. I've never heard of, but but it's happening at a younger and younger Maddox? age. Yeah, that's fire. Yeah, yeah, but um, but still, it's it's still like when I was fourteen, I didn't I didn't know what day it was. Yeah, so, things are different. Like, you know yeah, what things I'm are different, right? So, but I think that's a really interesting story, Cody. So. How did you make all those connections? Was it your mom? Was it because you came from such a musical family and it was your producer? I mean, yeah, I think it was a mix of everything. You know what I'm saying? My mom know a lot of people, you know, like made a lot of different relationships with a lot of different people and Maddie too before they even knew each other before I was even walking around on the planet. You know what I mean? So You were watching Brandy have all the success, right? I mean, in a way, I feel like all the relationships that they made then – came came to play a lot now in my life now i was young when brandy was really like when they were on top yeah you know what i'm saying i was young i went on the fan mail tour as a baby so it's not like i remember exact moments but i was there you and know it what probably I'm stays in your system yeah that energy that that energy i was in that energy and then you grow older and you're like i want to do this right because you probably remember it subconsciously what your sister was doing. i don't even think it was like a oh i gotta do that it was like no choice to me right that was you know what i'm saying it was never really no different it was it was no option to me whether i was gonna entertain or not you know what i mean yeah it was just in your blood right yeah i never had another dream to be like a doctor or even an astronaut that's cool well i love all the music we have so much to talk about i want to jump to sad which you actually did with little yachty which is a great song um is there a story behind sad i mean the song is just fire i really did the song like a while before I met Yachty and when I met him, that's the song that I envisioned him on. I felt like he could add a piece to it and he did. And I watched the video fire. with you guys together and there's such a yeah. cool chemistry. That was Yachty's idea. It was yeah. fire. 
And I also feel like he's sort of like a, a voice of positivity too. And I feel like you guys really vibe in that sense, right? Because I feel like you're very positive and your messaging and stuff. So yeah, um, we just came up with a dope idea for the video and just got it done. It was fire. Now, did he write the lyrics with you, or did you write them? On I your wrote own? the song. He wrote his verse. Cool. Yeah. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. This is Scott Lips Lips Service, and uh, we're here with Cody Shane. And so, Cody, tell me a little bit. You moved to Atlanta. Right after you, you grew up in Chicago and you started going around the studios with your mom. And were you in school at that time or you were just sort of like homeschooling? I mean, my mom had a studio, so I was homeschooled like the second half of say, seventh grade and then eighth grade. And then after that, I went to rural school. My mom had a, my mom and Maddie P. Um, they had their own studio together. Cool. So, so I was your there every been, day. Your mom's been in this for ages, right? Yeah. Cause she's, yeah. Did she work been, with other artists, too? I mean, honestly... Once my sister decided that she wanted to start back doing music, my mom, they started working together. And that's how my mom and Maddie met. And then. That's how it all happened. That's how it all happened. And talk about Maddie for a minute. Like, give me his background, what he's done. I know he's done a ton of stuff. Man, Maddie's been making music since he was like my age, like 13. Since wow. he was like 13, younger than that, probably. Amazing. Um, he's been making beats for, he used. To, he actually used to rap, but a lot of people don't know. In his fire, he's actually a great writer. Cool. He's a um, mastermind when it comes to producing. So, fire. He did a lot of stuff with Lloyd, Lloyd back in his back when Lloyd was younger, back when he was younger. So he's fire though. And I feel like We've he's, he's on the rise shit. right now too. He's yeah, got a definitely. lot of good stuff going on. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So the decision to like homeschool for you was that a hard decision? Were you like, did you want to be at school with your, you know, your peers and stuff, or were you like, I mean, you know, it's cool. I'll stay home and just do music and homeschooling. Was you, obviously your parents were cool with that. But tell me, tell me how that works, right? Because it's a big decision when you're such a young kid. I lived in Atlanta. I went to Lothonia Middle. It's on like the east side of Atlanta. And I hated that school. I just hated it so bad. I just didn't like the school. It was dirty. Some of the people were cool, but I just hated the school. And I was just like, I want to be homeschooled. Were you a good and student? I, was, I mean, I wasn't a bad student. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like it was B like, minus. At, you're at like a, school, a B minus, like, would you say? I say a B minus. B minus. Okay. At a, at a school <laughs> like that, I barely even talked to anybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's no reason for me to get in trouble because I'm not even gonna talk to you. Yeah. But um, I just was ready to go. And then I was missing a lot of school because I was um trying to like get into acting a little more. So I was missing a lot of school. So it was kind of pointless. Me and my mom just thought it would be smarter for me to be homeschooled. And at, okay, and then at a certain point, you hook up with Yachty. You end up on the sailing team. So talk a little bit about Yachty's sailing team. You're the only female. You were the only female in that group, right? So talk about, like, because she's obviously one of your main collaborators. How did that happen? How did you end up on the sailing team? Talk about what the sailing team was. I mean, after we first met, um, he kind of had, like, a collective, you know, like a um, like an a collective, like a movement. You know what I'm saying? When it was, And it's, like, all his friends. You know what I'm saying? All his friends that are crazy talented. He want to help put him in position. And when we met... We just had a dope connection, and he wanted me to be a part of it. So the sailing team was what? It was sort of a group that he formed, or a collective, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he said to you, listen, Cody, you're part yeah, of my sailing team. Yeah, you want to be the first lady. You want to be the first lady of the sailing team. And I was like, let's get it. And, and is the sailing team still around? I mean, yeah. You know, everybody from the sailing team is definitely still working. And a lot of popping and stuff like that, right? Yeah, everybody. I fuck with everybody from the sailing team. Everybody's definitely still working. I think, um, you know... Sometimes you plan for some shit to just be perfect and it don't all the way work out like yeah. how you want it. You know what I'm saying? Or how you envision it. But I definitely think it was um one of the major 
factors where I am right now. That's awesome. Know? And at a certain point, you met Uzi, little Uzi. Yeah. Right. You start collaborating I with him too. Met Uzi before Yachty. Oh, really? Yeah. But at like twelve or something. Nah, huh? it was around in the same year. Okay, so fourteen. Yeah. No, nah, this is when I was older. I met Yachty around like sixteen, oh, okay. seventeen. Okay. Cool. You know what I'm saying? So I met Uzi at like sixteen, probably turning seventeen. And how did you meet him? Um, I think Maddie. Knows Canon and drama, so he really just hit them up, and we linked up with with Lake Lake Show and drama, and just linked up. And I mean, he got he was on my he was on my first tape too. I'm tripping. Amazing. So that first tape that did he like was a, on he he was on a separate song that we dropped. That, the that was the one with the million listens in a week. Yeah, Amazing. this was yeah. Yep. I mean, there's art, there's artists by the way that have been around for 20 years that don't have a million listens in you a know? week. So. But so, me and Uzi, we did a song. I, I met him. He got on a song for me, and it was fire. It's called Way Up, me and Lil Uzi. And, um, yeah. And that's how it happened. He was just happened. a cool guy, too. Yeah, we, we just made a real relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like You just bonded. Yeah, right? like, you know, some people you could just meet them and just work with them, and other people you could meet them, and you could be friends outside of work. You well, I will say you have great energy because I met you. We just met like a month and a half ago. And, and we're I'm vibing. Like, I'm like, we got to work together and do <laughs> some stuff. So you also have done stuff with Trippy Red, Yeah, right? super. I've known Trippy for a long time. For like since around the time I met Yachty is when I met is when I met Trippy. How'd that relationship come about? The same? Um, was it all Chubby, through Maddie? The same person, Chubby, no, Chubby, the same person that walked me into Epic, brought Trippy around and was like, yo, I'm working with this new artist. I want you to get on this. And... I was like, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, once I listened to it, I felt like he could be big. Yeah. That was my initial thought is he could be big. You know I what I'm saying? So I got on it. And we just kind of linked up. And then we used to be together like every day. That's funny because I think your song with the most streams right now on Spotify is probably Love and Drugs too. Yeah, super. With Trippy Red, right? <laughs> yeah. So what's the story behind that song? I mean, we did Love and Drugs when we were young. So, and he put it out on SoundCloud. It's got millions of plays too on SoundCloud. And then once we finally linked back up to finally work again, once we were older, I'm like, the song the song really just spoke to me. And I'm like, let's do Love and Drugs, too. And he's like, let's do it. So it was his song first, and then you kind of hopped Not on, like, right? Not like, we did a collaboration, which was called Love and Drugs, like a long time ago. And this was Love and Drugs, too, that's how yeah, yeah, so then, then we did Love and Drugs, too. And the lyrics you both wrote, right? He wrote his verse, you yeah. wrote your verse. Yeah. Is, tell me the story behind the song, because Love and Drugs, it's a pretty cool title, right? But I mean, yes. Yeah, he... he it's obviously an anti-drug song, or is it not? I mean, I, I feel like love and drugs is more so about getting love and drugs mixed up. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. you think it's love and it's really just drugs. You know what or I'm saying? Or maybe love is or, a drug. Or love, that too. You know right. what I'm saying? I feel like it's all of it. It's about, yeah. it's a mixture of all of it. Smoking on his pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love it. You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. Hey guys, we're back with Cody Shane. Well, I want to talk a little bit about, Cody, you like your influences, right? We talked about Frank Ocean, Travis Scott, I feel like is like an influence on you, right? Yeah, I, 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 I definitely, Travis Scott, like a lot of his earlier stuff definitely inspired me. Kid Cudi? To make music. Kid Cudi, for sure. Yeah. I had a, like, um, eighth grade being homeschooled, like that was like all I listened to. I think that was Kid the year Indie Cud dropped. You like his record with Kanye that he did? Yeah, I think it was cool. You talking about the um, Kid Sea Ghost? Yeah. Yeah. Cool record, right? Yeah. So those are, because I, I, I was listening to an interview of yours where you said that sort of pushed you to be the best version of you, those, some of those albums, right? Yeah, definitely a lot of Kid Cudi. I think um, now that I'm older, it's a lot of different things that are inspiring my music because I can appreciate it better. When I'm young, I think it was more of I just hear a cool song. But now that I'm older, I can appreciate like um, 
Lauren Hill and I can appreciate yeah. Andre 3000 and I can appreciate That's like old school Yeah right? all of that but yeah. I can appreciate it differently Yeah you know what I'm saying? So. so when you think of these names, right, it's interesting for me to hear what you think of, right? So like Travis Scott, what do you think of? An eagle. An eagle. Okay. And a great record. This last record was great. Frank Ocean? Ah, emotional. That's like the first word that pops up in my mind when yeah. I think of him. It's deep. Like deep and emotional. Yeah. Yeah. And Kid Cudi? I don't know. The first word that popped in my mind when you said Kid Cudi is space. Space, okay. <laughs> That's cool. Well, I, I mean, the new record's great, too. And is there sort of like a certain message that you want to get across with some of your music, right? Because you're speaking to a lot of youth, and I think a lot of kids really look up to you. I was telling yeah. you on the way here that people were, like, messaging me nonstop, like, DMs. Hey, when's Cody coming on the show? Like, I think that you speak to a lot uh, of kids. That's my singing right there. No, but a lot but, of kids think, you know, they say, hey, look, you're, you're 19, and the kids are like, I want to do what you're doing, yeah. right? Because there's also, like, a million kids that try, and they don't achieve what you're achieving, right? For me and my music... Um, I speak my truth and I really just speak about what I see and what I go through or what other people around me are going through. You know what I'm saying? Or what I, my perception on things when it comes to me as a person and like what I stand for, I just feel like every day I want people to know, like, it's okay to be you and you don't have to be scared. You know what I'm saying? To like, just jump off a cliff with it. Trust yourself. You know don't be saying? afraid of your own success. Exactly. That's something that you said. Don't self-destruct. Don't self-destruct. Cause everything you want is on the other side of fear. So what is it that you haven't achieved yet? Because you've achieved a lot for 19. Um, you were on the cover of Team Vogue. That was pretty cool. Right? That was fire. Team fire. Vogue. I've done a few covers. I was just looking like, wow, I've done a few covers. I've done like crazy stuff that I never thought I would do in my career right now. You just toured Europe? I just toured Europe. I basically sold London out. Paris was crazy. Amazing. Sweden was amazing. Amsterdam I want to get into vibe. all that stuff. Crazy. Uh, crazy. I want to get into all that stuff. <laughs> But what is it really that, you know, so let's talk about this, right? So your career up to date, these kids are looking up to you and your message to them is like, hey, you know, embrace your success. Don't be scared of it, right? Is yeah. that sort of the and messaging that you want to get embrace, out there? Embrace yourself, like embrace your sexuality, embrace your your curves, embrace embrace yourself. You know what I'm be saying? Be proud of who you and are. Self-love is the most important thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's in like... I really feel like we were only put here to like um, create and inspire. Nobody really comes up with their own ideas. Yeah, everything. They take been ideas done. and make it better, or take ideas and make it different. You know what I'm saying? So Definitely. I feel like create and inspire, and it's about self love. You know what I'm saying? You gotta really love yourself. You know what I'm saying? You gotta really spread love. And yeah, everything is about love. Well, positivity. That's positivity. what I said, and I felt like, like I mentioned, you and Trippy Red. I feel like you have some of that, and Trip, and also Yachty. There's a positivity message mm -hmm. there that I see. And 20, uh, 2018, your full length came out, Young Heartthrob. So Young let's Heartthrob. Talk, let's talk about the, the meaning album. of the album. How'd you come up with the name of that album? I've had the name Young Heartthrob since 2014. It's my um, LLC, YHT. So, I mean, it's always been my thing. I've always called myself like a heartthrob. Young Heartthrob's been my thing. So, I, honestly, I was waiting to use the title. Yeah. You know, um, for the album. I think that the body of work just stood up to the title. And you think the messaging is in line with the title of the album, Yeah, definitely. Too. Yeah, and so you just got back from Europe, right? Let's Super. talk about, there must have been some crazy stories that happened over there. You sold out London. Crazy. Europe was the best thing ever, ever. I, I, I loved it. Um, Sweden. You had a favorite city you went to over there? I loved London, but Sweden was awesome because it was so much hospitality. You know what I'm saying? They came to the place where I was performing. They had a party for me in the restaurant at the bottom. It was crazy. You where know? do you where do you think that the the spirit of hip hop is really the strongest right now in Europe when you go there? Where there's certain you know cities that you're just like hip hop is. I mean, I feel like it's buzzing everywhere. 
but are there certain cities you felt like it just really resonated what you were doing? Was it is it London and Sweden? Is it because those gigs were I think London, the best gigs I think for you? London is definitely big um, on hip hop. I yeah. definitely think they're big on music in general. You know, you know some know of I'm the saying? British rappers. You know Stormzy and any of those people. Yeah, yeah. I know. I've never met them, but I know of them. Yeah, what, sure. you have some like favorite like British rappers that you like? Uh, I like Skepta. Yeah, he's pretty fire to me. Yeah, yeah. Twenty one, my favorite British rapper. It's amazing. Some of them, like, they're so huge there, but they haven't, like, some of them don't translate. Yeah, because it's right? a whole nother world over there. It's a whole nother culture. Yeah. Whoever popping over here is the same. They popping just like that over there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not like they don't care what we're doing over here. They're not impressed, for real. And you know sti- what I'm do you think stylistically the music is different over there than it is here? And so the type yeah, of Yeah, I think rap it's a different doing? style. I think it's, um like, a more chopped up style. I think American music is a little more melodic and, yeah. like, more of a vibe you know what i'm saying and would you say trap would it be considered trap over there over there yeah in terms of what's really you know the the type of music yeah it is. yeah i would i don't really know how to exactly describe it or what yeah. would be the exact word to describe it. i don't think i spent enough time over there there's definitely a really different like, flow to yeah that it's hip-hop. definitely different though yeah yeah so all right so sweden london sweden there must have been some crazy, crazy stories right Ger- germany yeah, um... I love these stories. Storytelling is what the world is made of, right? Bro, in, um... Where were we at? Denmark. We went... It's this place in Denmark called, like, Freetown, where it's, like... Freetown? Yeah, like, Freetown. Everything's free like there or something? Nah, it's, like, <laughs> where where the weed is, where you can get weed legally. Well, that's been happening for years Yeah, it's, like, there, a little right? town, right? Yeah. So, look, we go over there, and we... You know what I'm saying? Then we leave, and as soon as we pull out, we're in, like, this Uber. We're, we're in, like, a taxi. So, over there, the Uber is, like, you're just calling a taxi. Yeah. We get pulled over, right? And our fucking taxi driver is, like, an illegal immigrant or something. Like, he's lying about his name. He's lying about whose car he's in. This is fourth time getting pulled over in 2019. Mind you, this is February. You feel me? Did he tell you that, or you just he found told out the later police? <laughs> he told the police never, that never, never a good sign. They never pulled him sign. out the car. He came back and said, "Look, y'all need to get out this car. They're about to search it." Oh, yeah. I said, "You don't even. You don't got to tell me." I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and you had the weed on you. I I ain't have it. Okay, but someone had weed, on, but it's yes. legal over there anyway. I mean, so it's but like, only in, we we drived out of the town. Oh, it wasn't legal. As soon as you else. exit the town, right. it's over. They right. waiting for you. It's really a setup. All right, it's a they setup. They waiting for you. Like, yeah, come out here. You really got to walk out. <laughs> so that that's a crazy thing that happened. And crazy. By the way, it's like that guy shouldn't be. You know that he should. Yeah, be saying, like why are you even driving us around if you don't have your <laughs> yeah. license, bro? Like, Not where's good. your license? What's going on with that? That's crazy. So that I was, was so that mad. was one of the craziest stories that happened. Yeah, that was sure, crazy right? over there. Yeah, so so let's talk about like the next year or two for you, obviously. And you got like fly dates that you're doing, obviously in the states, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, actually, on the fifth, I'm doing dinosaur in Palm Springs. I'm excited. I've never been to Palm Springs before. Um, I'm going to Spain June first. We're going crazy Amazing. for Primavera. Good food in Spain. I'm saying, or I can't wait. You gotta, yeah. you gotta text me a few places. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? To Go sure. mess with. But um, but I'm excited. Honestly, going on the road and um, performing these records and seeing that the way that they affect people and seeing the way people love them has really made me want to come home and um, do more for the album. So I'm about to, I got some crazy like ideas, visuals for the album that I want to do that I want to get out ASAP. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, let's talk about the visual aspect and fashion and what it means to you. Obviously, you did a cover of Team Vogue, right? Yeah, fire, so, fire, Team Vogue. fire. I love that word. That's fire. the last. That's the last. That's the last printed issue of Team Vogue that ever come ever, out. They're only digital now. You feel me? So when you get that call and you're 18 and like, hey, you're going to be on the cover of Vogue. I don't care if it's teen, Spanish. I don't care if it's you know, Bambina, whatever right. it is. <laughs> you got to be like, this is you know, I'm yeah. definitely like hitting a stride here, right? Mm-hmm. 
So what was that like with that feeling when that happened to you? Definitely having a moment. Honestly, I feel like the whole time it was happening, I was kind of in shock the whole time. Like That was your like first that. foray into the fashion industry, right? Yeah, no, nah, I was doing like a lot of different like looks and stuff like that. But it was just like my it's, it's Vogue, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's Teen Vogue. Like, yeah. That's huge. That was huge for me. You know what I'm saying? Definitely a big, um, like a landmark. Yeah, in it's my still, career. You know way. what I'm saying? It's, like it's a, always going to be a landmark. Yeah, it's period. Because yeah. it was huge. So. And then you did like American Vogue, right? Is yeah, that... I did American Vogue. It was fire. Yeah. Um, fire. Fire. Yeah, it was 21 under 21 for Vogue. Uh, that's so amazing. that was really dope to be a part of. So all these things, and I told you that, you know, we sort of discovered you through the Refinery29 article, all these things that are sort of giving you major props at like such a young age. Like, what's next for you? Because you've accomplished so much at a young age. There's got to be like, you have your whole life ahead of you, but you got to be like, listen, I want to do a song with Drake. I want to be on the we're Grammys. We're about to fuck up the summer. We're about to fuck up the summer. That's really, we're about to make Atlanta, we're about to make Atlanta ours for real and um, go crazy, like I said, with these visuals and just keep pushing the album and keep pushing the album and, and drop some new shit. I'm working on new shit every day. Like what, gotta, what do you tell me about what you're working on? We want some scoops, right? Because we want to be like, Cody Shane's working on this for your fans that don't know that. I got some crazy stuff while on tour, like, um, Maybe a week before tour was over, two weeks before tour was over, I dropped a song with me and Kevin Gates called Flute Out. Amazing. So I definitely got some more fire features that I want to give my fans. The features they expected to be on my album that weren't. Because on my album, I didn't want to do a lot of features. I wanted people to listen to it and be like, damn, that's fire because of her. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's hard because of her. So now I want to kind of give my fans some of the features and just just put out fire music. That's all I care about doing is putting out dope music. Definitely want to do some more fashion. I definitely got roles coming to me so i'm excited i love, I feel like you and frank ocean make a great combination for a song when we meet can we get that can when we make we that meet, happen let's make that happen when we meet you will meet we'll never leave each other again i feel like that will be a, a fire collaboration fire. Say, so. we're gonna have a whole we, we're gonna have a whole album watch and then we're gonna put andre 3000 all over it i love it a little old school too <laughs> so i definitely want to jump to end like that which is one of your favorite songs my favorite we're definitely coming to a little bit of the close, but there's a few. We're going to jump back in one second and wrap it up with you. But end like that. Tell me the story behind that, Cody. End like that. Honestly, the beat is just so big. I love the horns. The whole production. Wonder Girl produced this record for me for my album. And, um, like, the I don't even know how I came up with that shit. Like, it was some, actually something different. At first, and then I just scratched the whole thing and was like, I'm going to make something different. I don't know. The beat so, just so was so So what's the writing big. process like for you? Like, you know, Maddie comes up with a beat, and then you start writing lyrics on it? Or what is the writing process yeah, like, for you for a song like that? He'll come up with a beat, and then he'll pull it up, and I can just go in there and kind of, like, freestyle different ideas. And when I get an idea that I like, I can write I can write to it. Or sometimes I might hear the beat and automatically just want to start writing. You know what I mean? So and are there stories really that you throw in your head or you're just sort of freestyling? I mean, I, is everything I mean, like based on stories that have happened to you? Yeah, definitely. A lot of things are always, like I said, for me, my music is like me talking about speaking my truth, what I've been through, what I've seen, what other people are going through, what I think is what I think the world is. You know what I mean? Like, it's... It's never, never, no two songs are ever the same for me. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to light my candle, get my ice pack and my tea and make a hit. You know, it's not, I don't think it'll ever be like that for me. I think. Everything's different. Yeah, I think the best songs come organically. Like when it's 5 a.m. and you're ready to go home. Yeah. That's when you make the best hit. Some Jolly Ranchers and some tea and let's get out of here. (laughs) You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips. All right, guys, we are back. 
Cody, there's got to be some favorite tracks you have, right? What's your all-time favorite song that you've recorded? My all-time favorite song that play? I've recorded? No, y'all didn't play it today, but it's definitely on Young Heartthrob. High Speeds is probably one of my favorite songs that I've ever recorded just because, um, for me, in my mind, it paints a picture. You know what I'm saying? What and is everybody, that picture? Everybody might not see the picture, but in my mind, it paints a picture. It's kind of like... Um, Kind of like a speedball relationship where it's close to getting out of control. Yeah. That's the picture that it paints in my head. So I don't know. I just I, I just like the song and I love the production. It's amazing. So that relationship that's getting out of control, is that from life experience for you? Or is it just like, a, you know, you saw it and you're like, this is based on a movie or a TV show? I mean, show I've or? definitely seen that happen, but it's definitely happened to me before. I feel like it gets like that for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Love is a hard thing, right? There's a lot of ups and downs and it's great inspiration for songwriting, I, I think. Yeah, Definitely. period. Love is the best inspiration for songwriting. Yeah, is that your biggest inspiration for songwriting, would you say? Period. Yeah, and traveling and seeing yeah, the world. Yeah, and traveling right? and, and people and kids. I find inspiration in, in kids and people. You know what I mean? And Well, let's talk about life goals here, right? 2019, 2020, Cody Shane, right? Is it Rolling Loud? Is I'll it a collaboration 21. with Frank Ocean before you even hit 21? Like, what are your life goals? Because I feel like... Again, you've accomplished a lot in a very short time and at a young age. And and by the way, big props because that's that's pretty Thank impressive, you. I have to say. So I feel like by twenty twenty, if I could have Kendrick Lamar do like an interlude on my album, I'll be We're putting it out there. I'll be perfectly content. Kendrick, do you hear us? <laughs> Kendrick, can you hear Seriously. us? Seriously. Yeah, okay. So Kendrick, that's that's one, right? What else yeah, do we got? Kendrick, I need the Frank, but I'll wait on the Frank Ocean for however long however long it takes. Because once you guys meet, there's no separating you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Hopefully by, you know, twenty twenty I got my first plaque. I'm going crazy. Anybody you, know you want to tour saying? with that you haven't toured with yet? I just want um, anybody that I want to tour with that I would truly like to be on their tour. Um is it Kendrick? Frank don't even tour like that. I would love to go to. I would love to be on Kendrick's tour. That's that cool. would be crazy. Well, Kendrick talk about tour. this tour, by the way, because this tour had a collective of you guys, right? Yeah. It wasn't just you. Um, it was me, Illuminati, Baby Goth, and another female artist, Young Chalk. So it was fire. And it was all like the new generation, right? How old yeah. was everyone on the tour? Was it like a, everyone was under twenty or something? Yeah, everybody was pretty much twenty or eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Cool. And were yeah. you guys friends like before the tour? Um, I had I known a few of them, but it wasn't like we had no real relationship until the tour. But it was fire because I wanted to do an all girls all girls thing. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to give that cool. opportunity, so it was dope. And you, afterwards, you guys are still super tired. Yeah, survive. Tired, mm-hmm. That's cool. So the next tour, and your your fly dates are you coming up? Any uh, shows you're really excited about? I'm excited to go to Spain. I'm going to Barcelona. I can't wait. Cool. Yeah. And also Florida, right? Yeah, I can't wait. That's cool. Well, you're going to have an amazing year. 2019 is the year of Cody Shane. You heard it first, Dash Radio. And yeah. Cody, one thing if you had to tell everybody before we split, right? Believe in yourself or there's got to be something, right? Uh, be true to yourself, Speak right? your truth. Speak and your I'm gonna truth. Be, and I'm going to be at LA Pride. We're going crazy. When is that? Um, June 8th. So you're going to yeah, perform? Are you performing? Yeah, I'm performing. Amazing. LA amazing. Pride. We're going crazy. Yeah, we love that. All right. So Speak you be, your truth. Just love yourself. Love yourself. And and, and you'll be good. And listen to Cody Shane. All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. (laughs) Lip service. Cody, you're awesome. We love you. Thank you, bro. Scott, I love you. Love you, too. And make sure you guys download the podcast. It's coming out in a few weeks. That's right. And make sure you uh, rate and uh, review. And uh, yeah, this Friday. Thanks so much. 
Hi, this is Dennis Quaid, and I want to tell you about a new show I've produced that I know you're going to love. It's called The Pet Show, and well, it's a show about pets. Dogs, cats, snakes, birds, and our relationship with these animals. It's the podcast with a purpose. Listen to The Pet Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, my name is John Paul Kermy. I am a breathwork teacher. I'm really excited to be doing this new podcast with my good friend Feldy called Hang Up. That's right, I'm John Feldman. I'm in a band called Goldfinger. John Paul taught me breathwork, it changed my life. We're talking about solutions to problems today. Listen to Hang Ups on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How to do, y'all? I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find the ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. 